Today's episode of Bachelor Party is brought to you by State Farm. Like anyone looking for the right partner, you want someone you can count on, someone that's dependable, understanding, someone that'll tell it to you straight. When it comes to insurance, State Farm deserves a rose. They're always there when you need them. File a claim day or night with their app, which was awarded Best Insurance Mobile App 2019. Plus, they're great listeners. With 19,000 local agents, they get to know the real you, so they'll help you choose coverage that's personal, not some cookie-cutter policy. So go out and get the one you deserve. Get State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Get a quote or find an agent at statefarm.com. Today's episode of Bachelor Party on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by World Central Kitchen. Their relief team is working across America to safely distribute individually packaged fresh meals in communities that need support. They're now serving tens of thousands of meals daily in some of our biggest cities like New York and LA, and they're launching initiatives across America to deliver fresh, hot meals to hospitals and clinics fighting on the front lines while keeping local restaurants in business as well. You can directly help the heroes in hospitals and clinics who are fighting for us, and you can help keep your local restaurants alive. Go to theringer.com slash WCK to donate, please. We're trying to raise $250,000, and if you have the means, it's an unbelievably great and useful cause that helps our hospital heroes, emergency workers, and local restaurants. Please, give whatever you can. The money goes directly to World Central Kitchen, and it's a charitable donation. Once again, that's theringer.com slash WCK. Welcome to Bachelor Party. We're back in Bachelor season, kind of, sort of. I'm joined today by my colleague, Roger Sherman. Hi, Roger. Hey, how's it going? We we have a show. We have a show. We have The Bachelor Presents. Listen to your heart. And just to get started, Roger, what is your grade for The Bachelor Listen to Your Heart, episode one? You know, I, I was expecting to even watch this show because <laughs> it, it's just a filler but i'm giving it a solid b plus i'm gonna give it a b plus as well dare i say a minus it's too soon to say but i i was delightfully um surprised by how much it's actually like the bachelor it's a little bit like paradise and just how much i thoroughly enjoyed it uh, why do you think that it exceeded your expectations well anytime you get fame hungry people in a room together trying their very best to get noticed and there's like sort of romance it's entertaining it's it's really good stuff there's just a lot of musicians uh i feel like they've isolated one of the like most fame hungry groups of people they possibly could people trying to make it as musicians they threw them all in a room together they're all singing to each other at all times it's chaos there were multiple renditions of John Mayer songs. Oh my God. I loved it. <laughs> and it's just this like mass attempt to be seen and quote unquote, find love. It's, it's, it's everything you want from the bachelor, but a little bit like magnified and it, it could get unbearable if they just keep singing John Mayer songs to each other. Is it but gravity? For now, Come on, Roger. Gravity is a great song. <laughs> well, then, then he comes back with another John Mayer song. There was a Mayer battle. Um, Slow dancing in a burning room. There were. I, I prefer Gravity for sure, but I guess the other one's more famous. Here are some reasons that I think it worked. All, As you said, all these people are fame hungry. And that's okay, because people who go on The Bachelor in general are. Here, they don't have to lie about it. It's kind of like taking away a level of artifice that sort of frees everyone up to be like really showy and kind of annoying. Like 
instead of being relegated to like some B-roll or some bloopers at the end of the episode, sitting at a piano and singing is the show. And it's like, these people want that kind of attention. And we're like, okay, great. Let's, let's get after it. Yeah. It's sort of like the, so what I, what I've thought about this show is it's just, they made the whole plane out of Jed Wyatt's. Yes. It's just all Jed Wyatt's. But the thing with Jed was he had to pretend he wasn't interested in furthering his music career. He was just interested in Hannah. But on this show, no one has to, like you said, the artifice. Everyone can just be like, yes, I'm here to be seen. There are other attractive people. That's nice, too. But I'm I'm singing. Also, part of the conceit of the show is that you you are likely to have better success if you come out of this in a couple together. And that's kind of like the secret of Bachelor Nation and and part of Paradise is like you have a better success rate as like a, a star after the show if you're in a couple. So like it just kind of combines a lot of things that work. It combines the all living in a house together aspect of so many reality shows. It combines the format of Paradise of having to couple up or having to leave it combines the sheer drive for um, fame and notoriety that like every person in this world has. And it has Chris Harrison. Like there's just so many winning things. And I, it didn't, <laughs> I, I feel like ABC did a bad job of selling the show because there's a lot of reasons why I think it's actually entertaining that they didn't call attention to. Like, why did they waste any time focusing on a star is born? Like it's completely irrelevant to the show. Yeah. I don't think anyone has seen a star is born. <laughs> like no no spoiler alerts but it's not uh it doesn't have a happy ending no it doesn't not like we hope <laughs> this show does uh i just was like this is working for me i've watched this episode this first episode of this show twice and i have a question for okay you. how do you win this show um do they ever say great question is there a winner is the winner the person who's the best at singing or like the couple we like the best? I have no clue. I think they're just going to figure it out as they go along. They're just going to see who's like popping, who's not. And at the end, someone will be a winner, I think maybe, or maybe you'll just get to be popular on Instagram. I think eventually there's some sort of like American Idol style format where you have to perform and you get feedback. Cause like, that's when the couples come in. Like we saw Rachel and Brian, Caitlin and Jason. I think at a certain point they start performing and like, I guess you get feedback. I, I'm not exactly sure, but like, Hey, I can't, it doesn't can't matter. Wait to find out. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, it feels like they came up with the idea. Let's throw a bunch of hot musicians in a house together and like everything else comes second. And right. I'm fine with that. That's that's how great reality shows work. <laughs> yeah. Like on the challenge, every so often, they and also on Survivor, they like just like change up the format. So like you don't know what's gonna happen. You're like, okay, cool. It like just makes it interesting and also gives the show flexibility if like something is or is not working. They're definitely just going to decide, you know, which people are interesting and put them in weird spots. And that's what it should be. Uh, yeah, I'm into it. I also, another thing I was into different house. This is the hummingbird nest ranch, which is in Simi Valley, like an hour and 15 minutes outside of LA. Probably right now, right now with no traffic, even closer. It, it had the essence of the bachelor mansion, but was not the same house. And you want to know what? I really enjoyed that. It took me a few minutes to realize it was a different house. I know. Because like the entryway is kind of similar. But then I, what tipped me off was they went to a hot tub. Is there not a hot tub at the 
I don't think there is. Think or if there is, it's like in ha- the pool. It's not like a separate hot. You know how like a lot of, I don't know if you're aware of this, many LA pools have like a, a hot tub corner within it. I've never been aware of a hot tub there. It feels like a massive oversight by the Bachelor Mansion. I feel like this is the Bachelor's way of putting the Bachelor Mansion people on notice. On notice. There yeah. are other mansions out there. We don't we're not beholden to you. We've made you into like a little tourist attraction. They probably pay a huge amount to film the show there. And now they're like, guess what? We've got options. I did notice the living spaces seem very cramped. When they they showed like where the people were living. Yeah. It was like eight bunk beds in like a regular sized bedroom. That's <laughs> how they I'm do it like, on the challenge. Okay. They usually like squeeze them in like that as well. I think the bachelor mansion rooms are also small. We just never see them. I, this did kind of make me realize a lot of the stuff that we don't see on the bachelor of them, like in the house and everything like that. I, I really liked it. I was like, this, this is (laughs) exciting, a whole new interior. And yet it had the exact same decor as the bachelor mansion itself. So, Oh my God. Who's, is there just a Southern California reality TV show mansion designer who knows all of the best interior decor? You know, where to put candles outdoors. Yeah. Where to get like the giant like pier one stuff, like the for like a, yeah. a giant candle holder, essentially. Well, obviously the bachelor's very good at this. I've always assumed the bachelor had movable decor because like they'll do a date in like Peru and they sit down on a couch outdoors and it's like the same couch they're sitting on in Iceland. You know, I've I've always kind of assumed that they're they've got like a it travels with them. A go to decor person or group of furnitures that they could get to but yeah i i imagine that they were going through the process they were like hey we want to film a new show at the bachelor mansion at an unusual time the bachelor mansion people were like no either that or they were just like we don't want you to put a piano in our house i think it probably was a matter of timing and also just space and like how, what the rooms were capable of it probably the, the, the bachelor mansion probably just didn't like fit the show is my is my guess it but it definitely doesn't have a piano either, no. right? There's no hidden piano. The they could bring that in there. That, that's no problem. That was a grand. You need room for a grand. Oh my goodness. I, I liked when they all got around the piano. So the show works. Let's talk about some of the people on it, on the show. And to do so, let's do some superlatives, Roger. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready to talk about all 20 Jeds on this oh show. Oh my God. All 20 Jeds. Yes, it's important to say all of these people have a lot in common with Jed Wyatt, meaning that they like want to be singers. They know how to play the guitar. And many of them are from Nashville, like Jed. I think they are going to Nashville at some point. I assume that's why Caitlin the, and Jason the are The finale on. is filmed in Nashville. Quick Tennessee check, though. Jed from Knoxville. Correct. Just throwing that out Lives there. Lives in Nashville, though. Lives in Nashville? Yeah. I, I feel like none of these people are actually from nashville i think like they all were like oh i just moved to nashville you know it's it's a lot of nashville transplants right and there's a big bachelor scene in nashville that centers around caitlin bristow i believe and it does seem to be a place where like people move to these days you know and have and had bachelorette parties until coronavirus happened my like note on the like the locations the hometowns is everyone who moved to nashville they said is from Nashville, even though, even if they've just been there for three months, but everyone who moved to LA, they're like, Oh, that person's from San Antonio. Rudy's like, Rudy was like, I I've dated everyone in LA, but they still said she was from San Antonio. I know. Also like Rudy, you're 24. How is that possible? You've dated everyone in LA. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I know several men who have not dated Rudy. (laughs) Factual error. Fact check. Rudy. Rudy is not correct. I, 
I live here and I've never dated Rudy. <laughs> okay, let's get into our superlatives where I know we'll be talking about Rudy. First, Roger, who is your top future Paradise All-Star? Uh, this is easy, and I think you're going to have the same one as me. It's it's Jamie. Obviously Jamie, but a close second it's is Rudy. Obviously let's, Jamie. But let's talk about Jamie first. The breakout star of this episode, probably just about the youngest person we've ever had, 21. 21. Indeed. Very young. Um, her hometown, in fact, is listed as Nashville, Tennessee. However, she went to the Berkeley College of Music, which is legit. Um, yeah, that's like a real, if you're good at music, you go there. Yes, it's in Boston. It's like one of the best music schools, conservatories in the country. So shout out to Jamie. The, the, I wonder if she graduated. Boston, I, Massachusetts, the heart of the South. Yeah. <laughs> so she must have moved to Nashville afterwards. Now, you know, moving to Nashville is a Taylor Swift playbook. It's where you go to launch your country career. But however, when she got to the airport, you know, they did the thing where they showed everyone landing in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. She dropped a, a Miley Cyrus hopped off the plane at LAX, <laughs> hopped off the plane at LAX. Yeah. She went straight for the Miley quote. I loved it. I'm sure it was intentional. We caught it. I also just want to note, Jamie was really ready for this in her like cell phone footage of, of her leaving her home, whether that was in Nashville or not. I'm pretty sure she had a, a red away luggage, which is like the Instagram cool luggage brand. So I'm just like, Jamie was, was built for this. Ready. Jamie was made for this. She was designed in a lab for this show. She definitely like, was. And what was good about her is that she really played into this element of sort of switching between two other contestants like to a T, you know, she was in between Ryan and Trevor and really acted caught up in this decision, which it turned out was a, was a pretty easy decision for her to make, but she sold how like torn between the two guys she was. for. So Jamie on multiple times on this course of this first two hours was like, I don't want to be here for, I'm not here for the drama. I'm just here to feel safe. And I want to find where I feel safe. She was very focused on finding like a comfort, you know? And, uh, nonetheless, she became the most dramatic person in the house, both getting involved, whatever that means with Ryan and Trevor. And Jamie is by far the most dramatic person on the show, despite her not wanting to be in any drama. She has her dreams in her cardigan. Although I did not see an actual card. Nor did I. Just a lot of sparkles and a bikini and like generic, generic outfit for the actual date itself. She, um, she quoted the lyric about Miley moving from Nashville to LA and then immediately being out of place because she's still very Nashville. But I, I got the sense she's more of an LA person. Oh, definitely. She's, she's going to be right at home when she inevitably stays in LA. She also, um, I just thought she was like mean to Ryan. Like what, like the whole thing with Trevor is fine, but like you got the impression from the editing and I can't tell if this is real or not that Ryan had no idea until like the very end that she was also interested in Trevor. And he was just like all in laser focused on Jamie, not playing the field at all. And she uh, just went with it. You know, he was just, I feel like for him, the problem was he spent his entire life wanting to sing a John Mayer song in the studio where like John Mayer was recorded with the guy who recorded John Mayer. I think he was less caught up in JB than he was in that moment. This is a man who styles himself alarmingly like John Mayer yeah. <laughs> and then was told we've hired John Mayer's producer to help you sing John Mayer. 
and he was like, I'm in. And he got to hold and Ryan, John Mayer or play John Mayer's guitar, I believe. I didn't even pick that pick up on that. He was cosplaying super hard John Mayer and did not realize that Jamie was having another man sing John Mayer songs to her. That was so funny. I mean, you have to assume the producer suggested that he sing the John that John Mayer song, <laughs> but like this or, or did he know that a Mayer song was in the mix and it's he was like, I'm gonna outflank this guy with more Mayer. I'm gonna bring more Mayer intensity than this guy could even handle. Yeah, it was it's definitely not coincidental. The defining the defining moment <laughs> of this episode to me is the we've got a clean shaven Jed Wyatt versus a bearded Jed Wyatt <laughs> fighting over female Jed Wyatt by singing John Mayer songs to each other. So here's a th- here's the thing though. So there's a lot of red flags with both Ryan and Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of red flags is a great summary for a lot of red. The, the Bachelor presents "Listen to Your Heart" colon a lot of red flags. So Ryan, exactly. Ryan is definitely way more into as you said the John Mayer date than he, than the woman on the date <laughs> himself, which is like, can you even blame him? It was a pretty cool date, and uh, you know he's there to pursue music, and he. He did seem talented. I mean, if you are to believe Jamie, he transposed the song into a key that was better for her, which is like, that is a nice thing to do. But he obviously is just like, he's like a real guitar guy. He's just like, let me, let me uh, sing for you and like watch me perform. But the most alarming thing he said to me was when she was trying to get to know him and was like, tell me about your childhood. And he then told her about how he had brain surgery when he was six, which is like a really big deal definitely changes your life is really formative. I don't want to take anything away from that. Like at all. I, I, I think I get it. You know, like that's a really big deal, but he described it as awesome. He was like, it was awesome. It really gave me a new lease on life. And like, that's the kind of thing that an adult says about having brain surgery, not a six year old. And like, it, it can be meaningful and like, you can have no regrets over it without it being awesome. And I just thought that was super weird and made me uncomfortable. So on the one hand, you, you kind of struck at that thing where on this show, sometimes it makes you seem more genuine if you're into more pursuing the music over like the relationship. Like that's sort of a weird twist of this show. Like you're, this guy came here to pursue his music career. He's, he's doing it. And that kind of almost makes him seem like he's doing it for the right reasons, quote unquote. But on the other hand, getting into the conversation on the first date, and immediately bringing up your most traumatic experience is like a seasoned bachelor contestant move. I know. That's what know. every bachelor and bachelorette could you go on the first date and you say, the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And the other person's like, oh, I'm so glad he opened up. So that was kind of a bachelor pro move on his part. And yes, it was really unsettling because he didn't quite stick the landing there. No. <laughs> to call it awesome is really weird, man. To call it awesome. It's not awesome. I'm glad he survived. I'm glad he's okay. That is a really big deal, but awesome. I I don't think so. It's just not the word for it. Maybe he was nervous. I don't know. (laughs) Either way, it didn't, it didn't work with Jamie. No. And then on the other hand, there's Trevor. Let's just be upfront about Trevor. Trevor has 200,000 Instagram followers. Trevor was on American Idol. Trevor knows how to be on TV. Trevor is very smooth and Jamie is falling for it. Have you looked at the YouTube clip of him on American Idol. Uh, I have not. Have you? So, yes, that is that is why I brought it up. Um, he, uh, so he was on the show, not necessarily great at singing, but Katy Perry was like, you're really hot. 
you're like a dreamboat. Oh yeah, I did see that. And they had that snippet and it's weird because then his like then girlfriend rushes into the room and he's like lovey-dovey with the then girlfriend and Katy Perry is like, oh, my heart is broken. And he doesn't advance particularly far in American Idol. That's his backstory. Um, but like it, it was more about his hotness than his singing ability. Mm, I say he's he's more in in line with your. He's using The Bachelor presents listen to your heart as an opportunity to be hot on TV as opposed to an opportunity to sing. On Got TV. it. Yeah. Him and Ryan are really coming from the two, two opposite schools of thought. Like Trevor is like, you know, he, let's see him on couples therapy. Let's he'll end up on marriage boot camp. Like he's just like looking for the fame. So he'll go on any show and hopefully that will include his guitar playing skills. Ryan is way more like he's, he's newer to it and he's going to the more traditional bachelor playbook. So I don't think either is going to work out for Jamie. I'm worried about her, but it's okay. She's only 21. You know, she's been cheated on in every relationship. She's got a lot of growing to do. Future Paradise star. Yeah, Future Paradise star. That was the prompt here. Future Paradise all-star. We don't need her to work. In fact, it's best if she doesn't work out with these guys. You're right. Um, The runner-up, clearly, the other other star of this episode is Rudy, who who allegedly has dated every guy in LA except for you, Roger. And... (laughs) And wanted to save her first kiss um, with Matt, whose whose name I cannot remember. He like is generic looking guy, but like is so not a Matt to me. But nonetheless, um, Rudy's been through it already in one episode. Are you in or are you out on Rudy? I'm definitely pro Rudy. I, I I thought Matt's handling of that situation was hilariously bad. One of the other highlights of this it episode was, a real was Matt completely botching that situation. But Rudy, yeah, no, she just seemed like. All of her like ways of expressing herself just seem very normal and genuine, and like uh, she really did seem to react the way one would. It was she, and she just had a personality. A lot of these people may be more focused on having a musical career than having a personality. She she was sort of more of a best of both worlds uh, candidate. That's that's what we're hopefully going to be looking for in this show: people who are both entertaining to watch. I don't really care if they're good at music, honestly. I'm not sure if she's good at music. She's like the the one who she started singing at some point. She briefly sang and like they did a thing where she was singing about a breakup and they were showing Matt on the right. date watching the plain white tees. Right. Oh, I, right. I forgot about that. Plain white tees getting the look in episode one. I liked it. I mean, that seemed like a nice backyard date. I, I actually thought it seemed like if you really want to fall in love, that's not the date. To, or like, not, let me rephrase that. No one here is really looking to fall in love. If you're here on this show to quote unquote win, I feel like that's a bad date to go on because you can't talk that much. There was no dancing in the middle like they do on The Bachelor usually. Like they just were like hanging out at like a backyard party. It kind of was like, reminded me almost too much of the moment. I was like, is this a secret quarantine concert in someone's backyard that allows social distancing? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> but- it, it's... I'm just glad that, you know, you watch The Bachelor and obviously a huge staple of The Bachelor is bringing in random, forgettable musical artists to perform impromptu concerts for exactly two people. And I'm glad that's not going away just because everyone's a musician. I was worried, maybe because everyone on this show is a musician, they'll stop bringing in, you know, the plain white tees to perform to them. Because why would they be impressed? Right. Maybe you or I might be impressed by the plain white tees. Not okay. No, I wouldn't. But if you're an actual musician, 
what about this is entertaining to you? But they still forged ahead. They did not let the format of the show deny them from bringing in third-rate 2007 musicians. It's really beautiful. I'm glad they're sticking to their guns. That song is popular on TikTok, I've come to learn in the last couple of weeks. There's like a whole meme that goes along with it where like you use your nose to draw one, two, three, four. The one they sang? Yeah. Oh, really? Because I didn't know they had multiple songs. Yes, that song is popular. I thought they were Delilah exclusive. No, that's a good one too. <laughs> They're not Delilah exclusive. But um, Rudy probably is a good... Back back to her. She's probably a good singer. I, I was glad she didn't go on that date. I just feel like her big mistake was not making out with Matt in the hot tub and makes me out on Matt. If he so easily like just moves over, moves on because she didn't make out with him. Just like Matt, you're, you're messed up. So I'm out on Matt and I wish him luck. I'll, I'll tell you what Matt's problem is. Walks into the house, calls Chris Harrison, Chris Hansen, and then Chris Hemsworth. You've got to know the source material. He's walking into a massacre. You, you can't go on a bachelor show without knowing the bachelor rules. Right. He's true. He, you, you're, he treated it like it was an actual thing. And he was all like whiny and sad because this girl didn't make out with him, but it's, it, you, you can't treat bachelor shows like real life. How did no one in his and, life tell him who Chris Harrison is? How is there no one who was just like, dude, you're going to meet Chris Harrison. Like who, who does he have in his life? I, I question his judgment. If no one told him. I mean, this is just me, but even if I'm, uh, I've been entirely focused on my music my whole life, but I get cast on The Bachelor, I'm going to go back and grind some game tape. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, like, I'm not just going to walk in to this setting not knowing what's going to happen. And I, I'm sure he's not the first contestant in that situation, but he was pretty proud of not knowing who Chris Harrison was. I feel like it blows up on him right away. Because he botches this situation so badly. I know. And the other girl he picked for the plain white tease date, Mel, had no interest in him whatsoever. None. Mel seems cool. I, anyone who goes on these shows and doesn't have like completely generic hair, I'm just like, I like you. Yeah, the what, pink, purple. Purple. I think it was purple. I liked it. Pinkish purple? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, no, I was a fan of that look. Me too. She looked good. She rocked it. I'm, I want to know more about Mel. And then she just picked someone totally random. Who did she pick in the end? It was like not someone we'd ever seen her speak to before. I think she may have picked Gabe. Yeah, she picked Gabe. Yes. Gabe, who I'm a fan of. Me too. I'm an early fan of, even though he didn't get a lot of screen time. I, I agree. Let's talk about who else we like. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors. As we look to make the most of our home's outdoor space right now, Article is here to make your dream patio a reality. With weather-resistant dining sets, loungers, and sofas, Article's selection of outdoor furniture makes it easy to create a welcoming patio oasis. All of my personal experience with Article has been great. Their pieces are timeless and they make my home look more refined and classier. They're really high quality and the uh, assembly is super easy. Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of online shopping. Their team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. You'll find plenty of items that have a modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian designs. Something for all aesthetics. With Article, you save up to 30% over traditional retail prices because they cut out the middleman and sell directly to you. No showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups. Their fast, affordable shipping is available across the U.S. and Canada, and it's free on orders over $999. Article is offering my listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. 
claim, visit article.com slash bachelor and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash bachelor to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. All right, Roger, who do you think is actually the best musician or the most talented? So we were, I was actually just talking about him. I'm a Gabe fan. I'm a Gabe supporter. And it's because they briefly showed him playing a cello. Yeah. <laughs> Every single other contestant seems to be limited to the guitar, absolutely acoustic guitar, maybe a piano. But Gabe comes out there. He has a legitimate, difficult classical instrument that he knows how to play. Uh, he seems like he actually likes music. It became clear with Gabe and also Chris, who I think my my pick for most talented slash best musician. There are certain people on the show who like can be their own singer songwriter and like make their way around the cafe circuit of Nashville. And then there's certain people on the show who are like legit talented. And Jamie might be one of those people because she went to the Berkeley College of Music. But I think that like someone like Gabe and someone like Chris, if you can play more than one instrument, like that puts you in, in and you're not just there to sing, it puts you in a class above everyone else. So I, I sort of hinted at this, but in your eyes, in the definition of this show, is the person who's there for the right reasons, the person who's there to find someone, or the person who's there to like, you know, make music. Wow. In the definition of this show, like, let's get really, really philosophical about this. This this show that we don't understand the rules of that's been on for one episode. <laughs> I think in the creator's eyes, the person who was there for the right reasons is the person who is looking to pursue music with their love of their life. It is a joint endeavor that cannot be <laughs> pursued alone per the movie A Star is Born minus, spoiler alert, suicide. So I... Hey, you didn't say which one of them. No, I didn't tell you who it is, but that's my take. It's that the right, the, the right motivation is the person who is so desperate to pursue music and believes that it is not something that can be done without being infused with love and like being in a constant duet. It's sort of like whoever that's, that, that's my take. It's not a real thing. What? That's not a real thing. Yes, it is. Are you that's familiar a- with Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey? Cause this is how they began when they were on the newlyweds. It was about pursuing love and music together. And they had that song that was about that as well. And so that's why this, oh, yeah. this show, much <laughs> like the bachelor and the bachelorette before it has introduced a new paradigm of love. And that is the pursuit of music as a joint venture in love. And the the one shining example is from another reality TV show that ended in divorce. In divorce, that's correct. Yeah, like very quick divorce. <laughs> very I quick divorce, were, but hey, that was a great up. show. <laughs> yes, it was, and a pioneer in the in the reality TV show field. They, it, during the episode, they cited as the couples to like admire. They said James Taylor and Carly Simon, and then deep breath. They're saying that one of these couples could be the next Jay-Z and Beyonce. Major Which golf. doesn't track to me, A, because none of them are rappers. No, not that we know of yet. And also, to be Jay-Z and Beyonce, one of you has to be Beyonce. Like, <laughs> that's that's a, a prerequisite for having your relationship be Jay-Z and Beyonce, is one of you must be Beyonce. Right. And none of these people are a pre-existing Beyonce. Right. And not that we know of. I think I think we would know. Beyonce has an aura and a power about her. Also, I just want to note Carly Simon and James Taylor. Taylor. Divorced. 
I actually recently Divorced. read about it in Carly Simon's memoir about her friendship with Jackie Kennedy. So do you want to aspire to them? Yeah, sure. There was some great music that came out of it, but like, I, I don't know. So they're sending some mixed messages with the, citing those two couples. I just think this this paradigm, as you said, they're looking for is not a thing which has existed or or ever existed. Like maybe they're going for like a Fleetwood Mac, which also didn't end well, I think. Yeah, it didn't. It, I mean, rumors is all about like all the <laughs> all the fighting between the different members and Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham's like relationships. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's not. There's not a lot of positive examples of the thing they're hypothetically searching for. No. Um, let's move on. Who is your top candidate from this group to be the Bachelor? The Bachelor. Uh, we've already talked about it, but Trevor. Trevor. Yeah. I, he he he's fits too- the he fits the mold, and he's already popular, and he's already kind of a re- the thing is he's already been on a different reality tv show i think he's too slimy i don't think he can be the bachelor i really yeah i i don't see it for him um i'm gonna go with brandon i, I don't know a lot about him yet but brandon is my pick brandon just he's the ex-marine former marine poor according to his bio he opened for jason derulo in times square um <laughs> it seems like he's like pretty earnest in general i think brandon is the best bachelor that's such a specific, like, cons- I need to fact check that story of him opening for Jason Derulo in Times Square. Yeah, I, I mean. To- when did Jason Derulo perform in Times Square? Like, anyway, I feel like one of the more controversial in recent memory decisions to not pick a bachelor was when they had a former military man turned country singer in Luke a few seasons yes, Luke ago Pell. and they passed on him and everyone was uproarious. Now they have another Marine turned country musician. They can make right on their past wrongs. And here's the thing. I don't think Claire's season is going to work out. I know reality Steve reported that they're looking to do it like five weeks and like do what the like weird bankers are doing in Florida right now, which is like, just like rent out one resort have it all there everyone who's at the resort has been tested and they know they don't have coronavirus basically seal them off kind of like the silly um ideas that many of the sports leagues have had and it has proved to be problematic ideas for many reasons i know that's what the reality steve says they're trying to do i don't think it's going to happen bachelor production would start in mid to late september if things are able to stay on track for that and so I think these guys are all going to be major contenders to be the bachelor because there's not going to be a group of men from Claire's season. Poor Claire. Poor Claire. Always, yeah, always a bridesmaid, never the bride, as they say. I, I mean, we should, we should mention like the reason we are doing a podcast about this right now is because they made this show. A star is born for the bachelor. Uh, and it was just supposed to be the filler while they filmed Claire season. That's not and true. Now it is, that's not really true. I, that's you. You don't. You don't. You didn't get that sense. No, they they thought this was a good idea. It was filmed. It was always supposed to run in April, and here we are. the The domino effect is not going to be felt until the summer when they don't air the Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise. I wasn't planning on paying super close attention okay, to well, this show. I, now I it's was. the most important thing in my life. So y- <laughs> you are here because of uh, quarantine, but not me. I was always planning on doing this. It has taken on so much more importance. Sure. So maybe I was wrong in, in the scope of that. 
for but, for you emotionally, it's taking up a lot more space than you had planned on because you're happy to have it. But I was not for me, and, and also it, not for the show. Like they were always hoping this would be a hit. I just think that the cast is actually going to be way more important than they had expected because I don't think there'll be a group of of Claire's men to be the Bachelor. And it is like we said at the open. It, it turned out to be seems like it's going to be an enjoyable product. Yeah, totally. Um, on that note, who's your top Bachelorette candidate? You know, tough. I wasn't. I wasn't feeling like JB and Rudy were the two standouts, but I'm thinking maybe Savannah could sneak in. Savannah, who, yoga instructor from Nashville. Yes, Savannah, who said she's not here to make friends. She's here to pursue music and love. So I'm already into Great that. Great start. Great start. Um, I think Brie has a sneaky chance to be like be something. She got a um, intro package at the very beginning. I think she's like the first person that we met. Um, her or one of the first. Uh, our colleague Andrew Gadadaro pointed out that she looks a lot like Hope Hicks. <laughs> um, Great start. Appeals uh, to all demographics. Yes, she really does. I think she goes far. She and I think she and Ryan end up connecting. I think I saw that in the trailer. Um, I've got my eye on Brie. I think that Brie can. It's not a spoiler if it's in the trailer. Correct. No, no spoilers here. <laughs> I think Brie could be a real um, threat. Just want to throw that out there. It was tough to tell because almost the entirety of the episode was dedicated to the the, the two main plots were the the Jamie, which guy is she going to pick, and the meltdown of Matt. Yeah. And there wasn't really a lot of space for all of the women on the show. And some of the decisions at the end, I was just like, I didn't know those two people I know. were together. I was just going to say that. I have, I've never seen this person before. <laughs> yeah. And then Cheyenne picked Matt. And like, I don't think they'd ever spoken before. He was as shocked as we were. Yeah, there were, there were several, like at the end, it was just like, I, oh, okay. So they, they didn't really get a chance to shine, which is odd because they were the ones with the roses. Totally. And then if you go on, if you go to the website, there's a couple of women whose bios are up there who I don't think we've met yet, Natasha and Ruby. So my guess is that next week, the men get to hand out the roses and a couple of women are eliminated and then they hit the road. And I think that each week it becomes like a singing competition from there. That's my guess. But I, again, I don't know. I'm go- flying blind on this one. Can I, can I drop for you a, just because you brought up the women that are on next week? Mm-hmm. I. I was on the Wikipedia page for this show. And when you're on the Wikipedia page and you see one of the people already has their own personal Wikipedia page, you're like, how did that happen? Why is this person independently famous? So I just want to get it in the record that Natasha, who will be joining the show later in the season, was on the 2007 reality show, Pussycat Dolls Present the Search for the Next Doll. Wow. (laughs) So she's been... (laughs) <laughs> on reality shows trying to become a musician for 11 years or 13 years now. I forgot how long ago 2007 was. She did not become the next doll. No, she did not. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry for her. But, uh, that's that, that that was just like too good of a nugget for like I can't go to sleep at night knowing the world doesn't know that a bachelor listened to your heart contestant was on Pussycat Dolls present the search for the next doll which some consider the prequel to The Bachelor Presents. That's really funny. And also, on that note, the other woman who joins, her name is Ruby. She also has her own Wikipedia page, and she has, like, multiple EPs that she's released, and she's also in the country music scene. She's, like, an actual musician. Yeah, she, like, plays the fiddle slash violin. 
I'm not sure what these people will do when they come in contact with someone who like has actually achieved musical success on their own. <laughs> they, they might melt on the spot. Who knows? <laughs> um, let's keep going. Best hair very clearly goes to Sheridan. I just wanted a reason to talk about him. I like Sheridan. He plays into that mold almost too much. Yeah. He's, it's the rings that really, you know, you could have the hair and the hat, but when you have a ring on every single finger of your hands, I'm alarmed. I believe in the future episode, we see him singing a hosier song, or maybe it's, um, mm. I, I believe, or maybe it's the hosier Marin Morris collaboration, which I really like, which is on Bones. But he, now, like, all I can, when I think of him, all I can hear is the sound of hosier. But I, Sheridan, like, obviously has watched The Bachelor because he goes for the interrupting move, but he is not comfortable in this field. And I, I just found it, like, very endearing. I like, I'm in on Sheridan. And also, he was, like, making fun of his own hat. I, he just he had a self-awareness that no one else seemed to bring. Did did he say he lived in the Subaru? Yes, he lives in his car. And with that hair situation, now he's very clean and the hair was beautiful and luxurious. But I'm guessing riding around in a Subaru, living in the Subaru with that hair, you would not have said he had the best hair when he was doing the 12,000-mile Subaru journey. No, you would not have. Also... It was unclear if he lived in his Subaru like by choice or because he has to. And um it was like a or little bit of a just bit. A free spirit. But I was worried that he perhaps has to live in his car. I'm not sure. They just needed one person from Austin instead of Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> the other city for your bachelor and bachelorette parties. The other of the three cities in America, according to The Bachelor. Denver, Austin, and Nashville. Oh yeah, Denver, Denver. <laughs> Denver, Denver, <laughs> LA, Austin, Nashville. That's it. Four. Only four cities. <laughs> what was your favorite Chris Harrison moment? Oh, well, we already talked about how Matt didn't remember his, his name. That, that like, act, no Chris Harrison moment in the show actually surpassed him having to come into contact with a person who didn't know him. I can't imagine when the last time that happened was, was for Chris. I hope Chris Harrison didn't know in the moment. That would have been a real, a real hit to his ego. Yeah, protect Chris, you know? Protect Chris. I also liked when he was like, and of course, what we do here, looking for love. Like, he just, he's such <laughs> a great company man. Shout out to Chris Harrison. He genuinely believes that even though no one on this show ever gets married and has a happy relationship, that it's about love. Chris Harrison was like the cleanup man last week. Kelly Flanagan and Peter Weber did like a press tour, essentially. Like, Peter did five Bachelor podcasts in one day. If I were any of those hosts, if I was Nick, if I was Rachel, if I was Caitlin, if I were Ashley, if I were Ben, if I were Becca, I would be like, what the fuck? Why did he do all of our podcasts on the same day? Can't you at least space it out? Like, I I would have been like, okay, no. I I just thought that was absolutely bizarre strategy that behooved basically no one, but no one asked me. But in one of those interviews, (laughs) I thought it was bizarre. I'm sorry. You were waiting on this. Yeah. I, I, you are. I thought it was strange. <laughs> and in one of those interviews, I think it was with um, Rachel and Becca. Kelly says that she was trapped in a closet and or like locked in a closet and not allowed to talk to Peter for three hours. And that got a lot of traction. I saw it on Reddit. I saw it on, I saw it on Cosmo. I saw it in a bunch, bunch of places. So then Chris Harrison uses his group date with him and Lauren Zima that they're doing on Instagram and raising money. And he was like, we don't, we don't lock people in closets here on The Bachelor. So I don't know what she meant by that. And kind of like made her like walk it back a little bit. And Chris Harrison was like coming out and like holding the party line to be like, no, we don't do that. And I, I thought that was interesting. It, it caught my attention. And I think that 
Kelly doesn't ever want to be on the show again, like really doesn't care. And so she'll just say whatever right now. She's still under contract though. So she can't, there are, are some punishments, I think, or, you know, some recourse for production if she says things she's not allowed to or does press without their permission. But I thought that was a really interesting moment of Chris sort of like in with lack of anything else being able to, a lack of anyone else being able to address it. He was like, no, we don't, we don't do that at The Bachelor. And who knows what actually happened? They're probably both telling some version of the truth. But uh, that caught my eye. I thought that was a little suspicious. You know, sometimes you, sometimes I've wondered, what is Chris Harrison's job? You know, he he comes on the show. He's on there for a minute at a time. He gets a lot of money to say like maybe 27 words per episode. He is the number one defender of the brand. Yeah, it's a great point. You cannot catch him off guard. He will defend the sanctity of the process to the death. It's true. I mean, it's his livelihood. He's got to protect it. <laughs> yeah, no, you, no one can can get a crossword in there about the bachelor and Chris Harrison's presence without him politely explaining that it's just all about love. Yeah. Okay. Next most likely to be friends with Jed Wyatt. For me, it's obviously Trevor. I had to cop out and the correct answer is all of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, Trevor definitely has, has strong. You said he was slimy earlier. Yes, I did. And you didn't quite elaborate on the slimitude. I think if, if this opinion is enhanced by reviewing his Instagram where he's just like obviously looking for fame and the fact that he's been on shows before. There's just something about him where he, you know, he also, um, he and Matt were the two guys to take, you know, to have like uh, impromptu dates in the, for, in, in bachelor parlance in the hot tub. And I was just like, there's something about Trevor just doesn't sit right. He looks like he's an opportunistic man to me, which is fine. He's, you know, shooting his shot, being on TV, but I just didn't like it. And if I recall correctly, the promo hints at further sliminess being brought up against him. Yes. I think Correct? he gets himself into trouble. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Trevor, we're happy to have you, but we don't trust you. If he is friends with Jed Wyatt, he can call him up and get his advice and do the opposite of whatever Jed Wyatt says. And maybe he'll get out alive. I also think that like, though he is untrustworthy, he's obviously untrustworthy. Who do you think is ultimately like, you know, in the, in the Madison vein of least genuine? Well, the the thing is there's one, there's the obvious plant in the episode, or maybe he's not a plant, but the, the funniest thing was the Michael Todd character who arrives in the show (laughs) and is instantly just doing everything else. He's really wabooming it out there. He, tries to kiss someone by saying they have nice lips, which backfires. He immediately starts telling everyone else how it backfired. It was a real strong, like trying to get attention on first night play, but it didn't sort of work in the format of this show because they can't keep him around for entertainment value. They sort of, he didn't, nobody liked him, you know? Yeah. I feel like you can stay around on the bachelor for a few weeks just because you're, like the most entertaining personality there and like doing the most ridiculous stuff. But he had to actually convince someone like one of these eight people to give him a rose and just nobody bought even a little bit. Totally. So when you said least genuine, that stood out because it it just seemed so like blatant. And so like he was on some, some quest to, to get, attention but he he doesn't make it very far unfortunately i think the conversation with savannah where he tried to kiss her and she dodges it just like made me so uncomfortable like so so uncomfortable it wasn't good 
No, it wasn't good, man. Yeah, I thought of Waboom instantly as well. And I was just like, oh no, he's got to go. Um, I think that also Matt was pretty disingenuous. For some reason, the women, I'm buying into it more, which is maybe like some weird sexism. We'll have to see. But uh, I also, I, I wanted more from Becca. I'm curious about her as like the resident theater kid. I, I'm looking forward to getting more. Not to say she's yeah, disingenuous, uh, I- but I'm just like, okay. Just like, I feel like the the women outside of Jamie and Rudy, we just didn't get to know at all. So, you know, we have lots to yeah, look forward the, the, to. The women didn't get a lot of airtime at all, which didn't give them an opportunity to reveal themselves as, you know, genuine or not. Genuine or real guy, or not. <laughs> yeah. Every guy kind of got the opportunity to like voice their opinions about things and seemed, you know, not great. Like the, the guys instantly seemed more charismatic and less trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. More charisma, less trust. <laughs> Great way of putting it. Roger. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a common, you know, guys always uh, bring up the hot, crazy scale for women. Like in like 2003 comedy movies, that's like a thing they say, Oh, she's hot, but she's crazy. The equivalent for guys is the, charisma slash untrustworthiness it's true that's a great call the more charis the more charismatic a guy that's a gem of wisdom and like deep into yeah we're in minute like 50 (laughs) the bachelor the bachelor presents listen to your heart um now that we've defined what it means to be here for the right reasons who do you think is the person most likely to like win or succeed whatever that may mean huh you know i think you might have been onto something with the with the Brie and Chris connection, because mm. Chris actually seemed like he liked music. You know, there were those two couples. And I we also brought up Gabe earlier as like someone who seemed like a great musician. And we liked Mel's vibe too. Yeah, I like um, Mel a lot. It's tough to tell because we haven't heard any of them <laughs> sing together, but those would be the two that stood out because the guys actually seemed to like music. And Mel seemed like the coolest. You know, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Mel and Gabe. Because I liked Gabe's musical talents and I liked Mel's vibe. I don't know who the guy will be, but I feel like Julia, who's from Pennsylvania and she um, raises money for cystic fibrosis. I feel like she's got a good shot too. How do you feel about her and Sheridan? Because you like Sheridan. You think he's very genuine. I like it. But I, they seemed like such polar opposites. Julia seemed so like put together and she raises money for things. And I think at one point she said something like, she never like fully committed to music or something. Cause she has like, you know, responsibilities that she couldn't leave behind. And then on the other hand, you have the 12,000 mile Subaru guy. I don't know. I feel like there could be like some kind of connection there. I was feeling it. I feel like those two together could go far. An opposites attract. An opposites attract complimentary. She'll help him like find some stability. He'll bring like his chaotic energy and, and make her like more creative. I don't know. I'm just pulling for Julia and Sheridan. You know what I thought one of the like low key funniest moments in this episode was we talked about Sheridan's hair, obviously, because, oh, my God, it's so much hair. As you said the best hair. I liked the moment where she was making out with Josh, the bald contestant. They were sharing a moment together. And then in the background emerges the hairiest person anyone has ever seen. It was funny. It, they're like they still got their touch. The, it was a it was a. Classic hair versus no hair battle. <laughs> and the Bigfoot won. Oh my God, Josh. We, I think Josh is already gone. He's come and gone very quickly. Yes, yes. They eliminated a third of the guys. Yeah, I know. They're at, you know it was, four. Four it, being gone's a lot. 
yeah, I could have gone for like maybe one or two eliminated. The like flow of it is different because like, you know, it, instead of there being one person eliminating four out of 30, it was eight people eliminating four out of 12. It feels like we lost a more substantial portion of the show. It sort of was like too many people. I think you're right. Like I, we didn't need to like lose four so quickly. I guess it happens in The Bachelor where like six people leave on night one. But when you're starting with less of both sexes, like just keep, keep it a little bit more pared back. You know, it might have to do with those uh, cramped uh, cramped bedrooms I was talking about earlier. Bachelor Mansion can't contain the, the new Bachelor Mansion can't hold 30 people. It can barely even hold 15. <laughs> You're right. They have some real space, space issues that they need to deal with. What, is someone going to sleep under the piano or something? Something like that. I don't know. Someone could just move to a couch or grab a sleeping bag. Who knows? Um, Roger, our final superlative for the day. Who do you think is the most normal of this group? Always exciting and hard to find someone who seems normal on any Bachelor show. Huge Rudy fan. Rudy! I just felt like she was a real human being that dated everyone in LA besides people I immediately know. But I don't know. I just like that it seemed... Seemed like a seemed like a real person to me. Interesting. Interesting. I like that. I kind of agree, although I didn't think I didn't think of that. I, I thought Gabe seemed pretty normal, like a very specific kind of person, but like someone that you could plausibly meet out in the wild. Another uh positive for Gabe's likelihood of going far in this show, college football player. Yes. Great point. You know, that's the one thing we've determined over the years means that someone is likely to go far on this show. It's true. Have they played college football? Gabe played safety at Rice, He's, which means he's smart, and he plays the cello, and he can sing. He's got everything going on. He's a real contender. The reason I guess I did pick him for most normal person is because he's got too many things going on. <laughs> he's too talented. <laughs> like That's the problem with this show that hypothetically selects exclusively from talented people. The Bachelor could have just like regular humans. Right. I think ultimately that's why this show is like a, ref- a refreshing is there's two things like it's all new people, which is like, I'm, I was so, I'm so done with everyone from Peter's season. I'm over Hannah. Like I'm just sick of like the last few seasons. Like I'm, I'm ready for new people. So this is exciting. And moreover, like they all allegedly have a discernible skill, whether that's singing or playing multiple instruments, like they all have something they can do. And like that, the bar is low, but that's very refreshing. And I'm like excited about it. It's like, it's more to base the show around than usual. And I think coming off of Peter's season, they really needed it. And it, it's just great. I'm so excited about it. If you look at the, I've always liked to look at the trajectory of people who have been the bachelor over the years mm. when they started the show back in like 1999 or 2000 or whatever, it was all like people who, you know, were like supposedly unattainable like NFL players, scions of European royalty, you know, uh, heirs to some fortune, all, all people you might not be able to find in real life. And over the years, it just sort of developed to, into the guy who was third place last year. Right. Right. Even if that person isn't particularly interesting. <laughs> um, and it is nice that they sort of put, obviously none of these people are heirs to a massive fortune that we know of. But they they all have like a baseline for talent, hypothetically. Right. Uh, and that's interesting because that definitely has not been the case. On the other hand, they could all be Jets. But that would even be good, too. That produced good television. And I'm, I'm okay with it. Either way, we are in on Listen to Your Heart. I'll be discussing it every Monday. Roger, thank you so much for kicking it off with me. We went a whole episode without singing. Listen to you. Huh? Oh, we did. It's true. It was at the beginning of, of the actual episode of television, though. So we're covered. Thanks, Jamie. 
<laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back on Wednesday night with Jacoby for Vanderpump and the challenge and who knows what else. Stay safe, stay healthy, and thanks for listening. <laughs>